What's up everybody, it's Plumenko here. Welcome to Stack and Sats presented by Forest Space Mining. Man, I gotta tell you, it's been a busy couple of weeks. We wear a lot of hats in the mining industry. We're working on a lot of projects up here and we're also traveling. Last week we were in Houston for Empower 2023. Big shout out to Digital Wildcatters. You guys did a great job hosting. If we didn't get a chance to meet at Empower, I'll be at plenty of the other mining conferences this year. Looking forward to meeting you all. One thing I really enjoy about conversations at conferences is they're organic, especially during the bear market, when we start to uh, see who's really here surviving and uh, thriving in the industry. So we figured, why not bring the podcast down to Houston? Uh, that's exactly what we did. We made a little studio at the Airbnb and definitely wanted to just talk to some of my friends as well as people who I think are influential in the mining industry. So our first guest is going to be Jill Cleaver from Not Your Basic ASIC. She's fairly new in the industry, about over a year uh, working and selling mining hardware and ASICs, and she's just got a really refreshing perspective on all of it. Uh, we wanted to get her in here and just discuss, you know, what does it take to broker ASICs? What are some of the nuances when it comes to buying and selling mining hardware? And one more thing is uh, she wanted me to let you all know that she's a big fan of Justin Bieber. Uh, don't ask why, but just wanted to make it clear. So before we begin, if you could like this video, subscribe and click the notification bell so you get updates for any Force Space Mining videos. As always, this is not financial advice. Please enjoy my conversation with Jill Cleaver. You operate in the mining industry. You're an ASIC broker, mm -hmm. but you just like popped out of nowhere. And I feel like one day Jill just started posting about ASICs and started having deals and and who are you and how did you kind of get into Bitcoin mining? Yeah, so um, honestly, I just kind of fell into it. Um, I fell into it by, um, I don't want to say just chose me. Um, when I look back at like how I got into it, I started helping a company list their miners online. And when I say list, we were literally just selling them on eBay and Amazon and Newegg. Because that's all I knew how to sell a product online. My background is e-commerce. So um, when I think about, and I think really when anybody thinks about selling a product online, they think about, okay, I'm going to make a website. I'm going to make a Shopify. I'm going to put it on eBay. I'm going to put it on Amazon or Newegg. It's an electronic. Like, this is how I'm going to sell it. But mining and bitcoin is like a secret world and so being from the outside you don't realize the secret telegram community mm. um one of my first interactions um in the community was i had texted somebody and they said don't text me and i was like what do you mean don't text me telegram me and i was like why i don't use telegram and then from there on out i was on telegram yeah and now i don't even text no, I agree. Telegram was just like, it's first day. Hey, welcome to the job. You're you're in Bitcoin now. Okay. You don't text. Download Telegram. Like that's where it's all at. Yeah, and why Telegram? I don't know. I think. I mean, I assume it's kind of like like a WhatsApp, you know, or of its time or now. It's a little bit more secure and a little yeah. bit more of like a community base to. I know people like Dis Discord, people like Reddit, yeah. kind of for those same reasons. Um, but Telegram is just, 
It's funny because it's kind of all we know. Yeah, well, Signal, that seems to be pretty sweet. Signal, yeah, Signal. Yeah, I kind of feel bad about using Signal. I don't know, the messages disappear, and I always think people get Signal from the wrong reasons. So that's why I don't even have Snapchat. I'm like, yeah. Signal is like you just feel like you're a little... Sneaky. Like yeah, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> no, I'm not the only one. No, but okay. I do have a question. Do you like mute your Telegram groups? There's a lot of them that I do mute. Yeah, but they're I only mute like a lot of Scott Offords. Like, <laughs> no offense, Scott, love you, but you will post the same thing over and over and over in all your groups. So there are some that I do have muted. Um, I don't mute hardware market, which maybe I should, but I don't mute. That's when I don't mute. I do watch that one a lot. Um, and then that's probably the only one that I don't have muted. But if I'm going to a conference, like mining meets, I'll unmute that if a lot of people are active in that. Or um, if, for instance, I just went to a conference um, in Dubai and we had our... Um, and we had our own group, and I didn't mute that. Is that blockchain? No, I went to a secret one. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I went to a secret one in Dubai. I'll, tell, I'll talk to you after this. <laughs> Invitably. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was super <laughs> cool. Um, but, um, so, yeah, do you? Do you mute yours? I mute everything, because Telegram is just, like, too much. And there's people just like posting all the time, but in the industry we work in, you kind of just like don't not check Telegram. Like mm -hmm. I kind of have like this like psychological like trigger where I'm gonna check Telegram because what if someone messaged me? Yeah, it's just yeah. like all the time. Yeah, but I do have to mute everything just because it's too much. Um, but I, but I I mean I guess like I I block my notifications because right. I I don't just get it popping up. But I don't mute everyone because you want, like, the blip to pop up. Right. Like someone talking. What's with the last seen recently thing? Damn. Ugh, why do you let them do that? Rest, last seen recently that. is... Yeah, it's like... It's sneaky. It's like, okay, I don't want my girlfriend to see... Yeah. I don't want her to know that I just checked the Telegram, even though there's two blue check marks. It's almost like you're <laughs> playing hard to get. Like, you were last seen recently. I know you saw my message. Like, just because you didn't open it doesn't mean right. you didn't get the preview. People that have last seen recently just bug me. I didn't even know that was a setting. So that's even worse. You're like... It is a setting. Did you not know that it's a no. setting? So you, like, actively choose. You actively choose that. Um, yeah. And it's just, like, on the iPhone where, like, the last read message... Yeah. I, I turn I think I have mine turned off. I I need to. Mat Matias has last seen recently. Um, <laughs> I feel like every time I want him to respond to a message, it says he's last seen recently. Which is a trick. It's like, does that mean you're always on? No, now I know. Yeah, no, it means that he wants you to think that he is always on or that he isn't ignoring you. But he... It, it makes no sense. It doesn't. I think WhatsApp has something similar. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll, we can go I think down it's the same hole. words. We yeah. could go a rabbit, down a rabbit hole of the things that I know. But back to the <laughs> rabbit hole. I know you mentioned 
you started kind of with like an e-commerce background. Mm-hmm. You started helping uh, your business sell ASICs through like a online marketplace. Yeah. So we started selling a lot on eBay. Like the first machines that we were selling were S9s. Um, the owner of the company really wanted to sell S19s, but for some odd reason, S9s were selling like crazy. And we sold so many of them that we got kicked off eBay. Damn. Our account got suspended. Why was that? Why was that? Because eBay has some crazy seller limits. And, um, you know, she was new into selling online and kind of new into the community. And um, we really didn't know a lot about Telegram. We didn't know about this secret society. Um, I mean, we just need to call it a secret society because it really is. Um, we knew that a lot of ASIC sales went on on Telegram and we got a Telegram and we tried to grow it by adding people to our group, but we didn't really know about the certain groups like Hardware Market or Scott Offerance groups or um, like some of the other groups that are really good for selling those ASICs. Um, I think it's really important to be in the KYC verified groups because there's a lot of scams that go on on Telegram. There's some fake Jills. There's some, you know, there's some fake fills. There's some fake. There's some. There's probably some fake you. I'm waiting. You're waiting. Yeah. That's how you know you uh, made it. Yeah. No, that's what our friend Nate says, because Nate has some fake accounts, and he's always like, "That's how you know you made it. <laughs> the copying who I am." Well, recently I got my first fake account. Somebody was nice. posting in Harder Market about how I was, um, how I had an LLC in Texas, which I do, but this person said that they lived in Arizona and was like, hold up guys, I do have an LLC in Texas, but I don't live in Arizona. So we figured out it was a fake account. But the kind of the scams that are going on is they'll add you into a group. Okay. And then um, the scammer will take you out of the group and put the fake Jill or, you know, the fake person in, in the middle of the night. Okay. Yeah. I've been seeing that on hardware market that's happened with a few vendors and people get swapped really quickly. Yeah. Interesting. No, it's crazy how far scammers go in, in like our industry and, you know, you can say what do you want about having to pay some bitcoin to have to post you know your business but like that's just a good step that someone you know someone took in that channel to be like hey we need to be able to verify this a little bit better in the beginning like i couldn't even afford to be in the hardware market even to be verified and a thousand dollars was a lot of money to me it's true like to be able to pay a thousand dollars just to be in hardware market like i could not do that so my very like when i worked for a couple different companies so my first one that i helped um get started um we listed all the asics online um I, st- I went to Bitcoin 2022. I started going to meetups. Um, that was kind of my part-time job, but then I got fired from my full-time job because I was so into Bitcoin. Um, and then I just decided to make it my full-time gig. And then my, yeah. Then my, You're a true Bitcoiner. Well, it just like, I don't know. I just like fell in love with the people and the atmosphere. And was it specifically Miami? Like that did that? Or was that just like, you were riding the Bitcoin wave 
you know. I mean, we, okay, so when I went to Bitcoin 2022 was my first conference. And when I walked in, it was very scary. I didn't realize how many men were in Bitcoin. Yeah. I was like. Like every man. Oh my gosh. And I didn't even like, at that point, like I'm so used to going up to guys now and talking to them all day long that you guys don't even phase me. But back then, I, I was a little nervous to just go approach a man, like or a male and like start talking to you just someone that had never talked to me before you know so um you know getting used to that and just networking just really like putting yourself out there um after going through covid and sitting behind a computer screen it was very difficult so bitcoin 2022 was just kind of a, a shock but i think miami kind of draws you in and like yeah. woo, it's all it's just I mean, it's a perfect conference for people to be friendly. Like now, if you went to a conference in like New York or, you know, some other states where they're not as friendly, I think, you know, you'd probably feel a little bit more closed off. And Miami's like, oh, hello. You yeah, know, but like, Miami is just like so in your face. Here's a drink. Oh, cheers. Like, you know, come on. So I think it's a really good, I think it's a good starter conference. Um, of course. But we we the company that i was working for we didn't have a booth so we stood outside the compass booth and we started recruiting people not recruiting people but we started trying to find customers there and i wish that i would have gotten to know the people in the compass booth because i'm friends with the compass guys now but um it's just kind of funny how far how far it's came um but from there i went to consensus mining disrupt um bit block boom um i went to pacific bitcoin oh god they, i i think i went to like 10 conferences last year i think once i got the bug i just i just went i went after it now were a lot of these conferences in texas or have you kind of just been hopping around everywhere yeah so i would say a few of them were in texas but a lot a few of them were in miami um, and then I did go to one in New York and one was Pacific Bitcoin, which was really cool was, um, it was in California. Nice. Now that one really wasn't like mining, but everybody else was at, um, WDMS in Cancun and I didn't have, I didn't get my passport in time. So I was like, well, I guess I'm going to go to Pacific Bitcoin and you know, there were some miners there and I there had a good go. time. Yeah, it was good. So. No, uh. Kind of just going back a little bit, you mentioned just being like a woman having to operate in a space where <laughs> it's majorly men. Yeah. And, you know, when you look at like engineering, it's majorly men. And you look at Bitcoin and it's majorly men. But it's interesting because we also deal with a lot of people who work from different countries, from china from other uh, asian countries uh selling asics and there's a lot of women out there and they get to you know not get to but they come to the events and they're very like business first and all you know professional with it and you are as well but it's just interesting that it's so it's such like a rare moment to see like an american Woman who was like a go getter in the ASIC yeah. you know, community and the mining industry. And yeah, I don't want to like, you know, make it too much like, oh, hey, like, you're a woman. 
you know, I would never get this, but it's important to remember that, you know, when we deal with any kind of innovation and getting people to kind of buy into something, it's about just like accepting everyone who gets to be a part of it. And I feel like not only have you done a great job with that, but from what I see, people reciprocate really well to it. Like you have made a lot of friendships with a lot of people in the industry. So it's super cool because you don't just sit here and say, as a woman, this is what I experience. You also then make sure that you're like interacting with all of the men in the industry yeah, and you're, course, yeah. and you're also being understanding of our perspective as well. Oh yeah. Because the things that I go through as a woman, a man can go through just as well. Um, and I've seen that. I mean, there's challenges like that we go through that men go through and I just try to see it from all sides. Um, and I hope more women do come in and, you know, do Bitcoin mining and learn about it. Um, but SHA-256 really isn't that sexy. <laughs> so, What do you propose? How do we, how do we get women to think SHA-256 is sexy? Oh, um, you know, we just got to educate them a little bit more. Um, and so, and maybe that, I think that's my job. I think that it just takes more women to educate more women and show them that, hey, this is the importance of it. Because I think that SHA-256, Bitcoin, Bitcoin mining can create financial freedom for moms, single moms, married moms, um, women who need that financial freedom outside of their spouse and to create that financial independence, not just for them, but for their children. Um, and I think that it can help with that. Um, it sure has helped me. Um, it's helped me learn a lot about money, um, how broken USD is and how we can change that and how I can help change that even if it's small and so um, I think part of it starts just with me and other women that are just currently in the industry educating it and educating other women um, and other men too Um, but maybe it's even men telling their wives and bringing them to these events because a lot of people are leaving them out at home and (laughs) It'd be cool if you brought him out because oh, it can man. be a little lonely out here. <laughs> no, my my girlfriend's going to be really happy to hear you say yeah, that because yeah. Sage is super smart and she definitely wants to come out to these events. Yeah. yeah. I want to bring her out and you are close with someone who I'm, you know, mutual friends with, Edwin, all of us in yeah. Milwaukee, Scott, yeah. um, and he does a good job putting on for like families and kind of creating the other side of the industry that we often overlook and i think mm-hmm. that's in a sense when you do break it past like sexes it is like what you're saying it's like how do we just create spaces where it encompasses everyone who's involved in bitcoin mining like you're saying this is for people who want to create uh financial stability for themselves mm-hmm. and to learn more about finance um, and understand how their money works and what are the mm-hmm. other options I think it's uh, really cool to to also include families and loved ones yeah. and friends. And yeah, it's a good sure. place for us to start with all of it. And 
Yeah, and I think sometimes our significant others think that, you know, going to these events, we're all just partying with our Bitcoin friends and this and that. And we really are family at these events. We all um, are very close-knit, but it's also, you know, there's a lot of times we do, we lean on each other a lot for deals and helping our clients. And we don't necessarily see each other as competition because we're all relying on each other at all times to help each other out just to get a deal done or to help a client meet a need. And a lot of it is very relationship driven. And so that's why we all go to a lot of conferences is because, you know, even though it lives a lot on Telegram, and I believe that's really the the follow-up, being in person at conferences is so important to just to lay the foundation. And some of the best clients that I've had are the ones that I've met at conferences and really been able to spend time with and then they're able to refer out um and especially like the vendors and the suppliers that's so important too and being able to meet people no 100 yeah i mean it is a lot of fun and i mean we have fun yeah we all enjoy each other but um it's a lot of work and it's a lot of hard work too when we're here as well so no absolutely i think you you just like uh brought up a super important part for me as well is this is our time when we get to actually see each other and all we have are like these three four five days where we spend with each other physically actually like getting to know each other yeah and then from that we break away a telegram um for me or you know whatever your communication source is for me it's also a good way to vet people like mm-hmm. I'm super happy when I get to meet people who I've been communicating with over mm-hmm. these chats. Um, it just means that when we're working with our clients and potential clients, um, we do build a better rapport. We can actually say we shook these people's hands. We know that they are legitimate. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's some really great brokers out there that do great business on Telegram, but I've never met them in person and i wish i don't you long to meet them in person like i do i long to meet them in person not because you know i don't think they're not legit because they are and i've done deals with them but because it just means something to have your presence and it's hard to get away from your family it me but it means something and when your clients are spending that amount of money with you um or even if you know a broker refers you to another client or even a broker comes to you and purchases on behalf of their client and they're your client it's so important to be there and present to build that relationship so that's why i go to a lot of conferences is not only because i enjoy it i'm a people person but because i also really like building relationships with people and getting to know them and i really just see people as my friends um that's why as i've gone now that i've been in the industry a little bit longer like i get more excited about coming to these conferences because i know more people and so it's fun to kind of like figure out the new people and kind of welcome them in so no definitely and i'm i'm really appreciative that you know we've been able to spend some time and to record this episode and to just hang out and catch up and um it's super refreshing and super awesome and Yeah. yeah i just love when I don't know, I think of myself going through just like getting to know people in the mining industry and like I'm not a shy person, but I'm shy when I don't know where I am and I just felt like 
I, after a couple of conferences, after a couple of times of meeting people, that's just like broken down right away. And now it's just like, literally like, these are friends. These are people who I get to like hit up, who I get to joke with, who I get to call. Yeah. Um, and as always, I like to talk about these things on the, you know, podcast because I also want to have a better like representation of the kind of work that we do. Like it's all jokes aside, when people ask us, what is, you know, what is your job? And you're like, ha ha ha. And they're like, no, but really, what is your job? But there is something rewarding from it. And it's, yeah. it's about us getting to build a better idea of what is Bitcoin? What is working with people in Bitcoin? Um, which is why like full circle, it's funny to see you just pop out and maybe not out of nowhere. I actually feel like I was around for a while and there were a lot of people that actually knew who I was um, outside of Telegram. I just, I wasn't active on Telegram because I didn't really know about the groups, but I went to a lot of conferences. So I knew a lot of people that were already active on Telegram. And then all of a sudden I figured out those darn groups and then I became active and then I was a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But then, then I think I, more people started to kind of figure out who I was, but, um, I mean, I just like to help anybody who, you know, needs help or I'm here to support and I don't like to be, you know, threatening to anyone. Cause I know we're all, um, I'm just as here to support, you know, everyone through it and you scare a lot of people probably you think yeah why do you say that your fire deals with my buyers yeah you probably oh my god probably a lot of people are are concerned they're like oh shit jill's posting i'm gonna go crawl up in the corner (laughs) oh my gosh do they really think that i don't know maybe (laughs) oh you know i did get a message a friend that said something about my prices and I said <laughs> I said to them back well I'll buy them from you if you can find the supplier would they say back wouldn't they say back okay right. I said here's the state see you're scary most people can't just be that straightforward with it I said if you're mad about my prices just figure out who the supplier is and they'll buy them from you if you can give me a better price honestly with ASICs that's kind of how it works because <laughs> they were upset I wasn't buying them from them and I was like well you don't know who the supplier is and neither do I buy it from another broker so just figure out who it is I buy it from you man <laughs> you can give me a better price I'm very loyal to my suppliers mm. and I had done a lot of business with this one but it was I felt a little kind of peeved I was like here's my advice don't be the broker that watches everybody else's prices because that's how you know when you have too much time on your hands. Be the broker who's focusing on, or just the the business owner, the person that's nurturing your clients, checking in on your clients, and working on developing relationships with others to where you're not focused on what everybody else is doing because that's all noise. You're losing money when you are focusing on what everyone else is doing. So I, I really, I don't spend all day in these channels watching everybody else's prices and bully dogging. Like there were, there was a time in the beginning that I did watch a lot of people's prices. I don't do that anymore because I don't, not that I don't have time. It's just, I don't make it a part of my day because 
I would like to be focusing on other things, maybe finding new suppliers or finding better prices or checking in on my clients or, you know, doing those sort of things rather than, you know, because I feel like that's it's a comparison game at that point. Sally and Susie can both buy from this mining site that's going out of business. We all know who this is, but the person that's going to buy from you is going to buy from you because they have a relationship with you and they trust you. They're going, they have a choice of who they shop with, just like you could go to Walmart or Target. Why do you choose to go to Target? Or why do you choose to go to Walmart? Well, Walmart may be more convenient because it's next door or Target. I'd rather drive farther to go to Target. It's more expensive, but I trust Target has what I need etc. You have your reasons for buying from people. So that's why you should just focus on being you and developing your personal brand because people need you to be you. No, that's a fantastic point. I don't think most people walk into a Walmart or a Target with a notepad checking the prices of everything and being like, oh, well, this one's 35 cents cheaper and this one's a dollar cheaper. Right. Um, Definitely a super, super like mindful point to remember when you're just riding high from the bull market wave yeah. and then now all of a sudden clients are becoming you know farther and fewer um yeah. it really is about how are you solidifying yourself in these moments and yeah i think you bring up a lot of great points don't go chasing the price chase your vision why you're establishing these relationships why right. it's worth it working with you as opposed to anyone else and I would say, like, if your prices are 50 cents higher than Joe's prices or Sally's prices, I'm just making up names, um, why why do you believe that your prices should be 50 cents a terahash higher? What value do you bring? And then taking that and marketing that value, well, maybe you offer a seven-day DOA that all the other brokers don't offer, Maybe you're offering things that other people don't have, or maybe you have more reviews on these sites, or maybe you've been around and you've done it longer, so you're able to charge more. So there's all these different things that you could take into account. Um, But yeah, just taking your strengths and marketing those is really important, so. That's fantastic. Yeah. What's in store for the future? Well, I'm definitely going to Dubai next year. Is this a secret? Is this another secret Dubai trip? This is the same conference I got invited again. Um, Just things that are in stores. I just plan on traveling. And um, honestly, I just feel um, really great about this year. And um, I'm excited. Um, Honestly, I think we're all really excited about 2024. I think we're all just kind of. I'm. I'm Yeah. I really am excited about this year's conferences because I feel like we have so many people who are just hyper intelligent, who are just really focused in on what it is they want to provide their uh, value add onto Bitcoin and Bitcoin mining. These are tumultuous times. They're hard times, but we have a decent amount of history where we know generally how this goes and it's about building you know a stronger version of it right now yeah so definitely with you 
on uh looking forward to what's to come 2024 should hopefully be very yeah interesting and i'm just here for the ride and i'm kind of thinking about other things that maybe i want to expand on um other hobbies i have and how to kind of mix that into bitcoin and so i have some cool ideas that i kind of want to bring so Any you're willing to share not yet but i would i'm excited i think you'll um I'll be able to talk more about it at maybe Bitcoin 2023 and maybe off camera, I'll tell you a little bit about it, but I'm like, I have an idea of something else I kind of want to do. It has to do with Bitcoin, but, um, it's kind of fun. So do you ever stop working? <laughs> I think my mind is always going, <laughs> so probably not. <laughs> do you have any vacations coming forward that aren't related to Bitcoin? No, I feel like my conferences are my vacation. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> probably not. I probably really should take a legit vacation. No, but this is why I'm like, oh my God, where did Joe come from? And it's like, yeah, well, I'm like still playing Skyrim, you know, like yeah, I I've been that. playing this game for like a decade and it's like. A lot of people don't believe it, but I have three kids. So I think I always stayed really? super freaking busy. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're just trying to keep up with that. <laughs> it's just fun. I just uh, I just roll with the punches and try to make light out of whatever comes my way because life is a roller coaster, so you might as well get out and enjoy the ride. And what do you do? You have anything about Bitcoin that you you know want to leave for your children, or you know what is yeah. like what is family? in relation to Bitcoin with you? Yeah, so um, I definitely, so my son who has autism loves to take apart and put together Bitcoin miners. And so we get on YouTube and we try to find mining videos of just the mines, like with the miners running and we can't find very many videos. So can someone please, I'm asking you to just send me videos of your mind, like your all your miners running. We just need the noise and fans. That would be really appreciated. <laughs> We're gonna get uh, your socials linked down to here. Yes. yes. Definitely have a call to action. Yes. That we need to get Jill more mining farm sounds. Yes, so <laughs> we do, we need video. I'm also big into like white noise and ASMR and stuff. So I yes. probably would fall asleep to a mining farm running in the background. <laughs> yes. We love it. Um, he loves it. So he loves fans. So if anybody wants to donate some old broken S9 fans, that would be awesome too, because he loves to take and put those back together in our S9s. Um, but my son is really into anything like um, fans and Bitcoin, like, you know, taking apart and putting back together. So he talks to me a lot about Bitcoin and Bitcoin miners. I really want to take him on a tour. How old is he? He will be six in April. Your six-year-old son is telling you about how to repair Bitcoin mining machines. Yeah, it's pictures. I'll, I'll show you. Did he get you into it or did you get him into it? He one day came up to me and said, Bitcoin miner. And I was like, oh. I've been talking about it way too much. Like this poor little dude. <laughs> and you gotta realize like with autism, like they don't talk, he 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 talks, he only talks about things that he wants to talk about. So you knew it. it's like if he's bringing up Bitcoin mining, it's in it's his head. Big deal. He's thinking about this. Yeah, like 
this kid, like, you ask him a question and he won't barely, he'll, yeah, you'll have to ask it 12 times to really get an answer. And so he, um, and he just, he, he just kept talking about Bitcoin readers. And so there was an S9 in the garage. So my very first job in mining where we sold the S9s, she had sent me one because she wanted me to, um, basically plug that in, find my IP address, get ant pool. I wrote a tutorial on how to create your own, um, we'll basically set up your pool and like get a wallet and sure. all that. So I still have this S9. Well, he saw that there was a Bitcoin miner in the garage and it had a fan in it. So we got the screwdriver out and we started unscrewing it and, you know, taking it apart. And then before you know it, a couple of days later, I took him on, um, we went to ACS or Advanced Crypto Services in Fort Worth. It's a mining repair facility and he got a tour of their facility and they actually hire people with autism. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? So now anybody that um, buys miners from me, usually if they need repairs, I'll, I'll send them to ACS yeah. because I like to support them. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, but that's, that's a little bit about Connor. And then my dad um, almost got scammed on, <laughs> on Instagram by Amy on the Texas blockchain. No, she didn't, but a, sh a scam account. Yeah, yeah. He called me up one day and he goes, Jill, uh, Amy, your friend Amy from Texas Blockchain is messaging me, trying to sell me miners. And I go, Dad, ask her what SHA-256 is. Well, I just got blocked. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep, Dad, that's how you know it's a, a scammer. Wow. When you, yeah. Damn. Yeah, so... He, uh, my my parents are really uh, wanting. My dad really wants to start mining, and um, yeah, I think my kids are really in, involved. They know what mining is and Bitcoin mining and Bitcoin. Every time I was on a conference call, my three year old would laugh. She's four would go, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. This was during like COVID, like everybody worked from home. Sure. And she'd always go, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Oh my god. So sorry. That's like the future I want to manifest. <laughs> a bunch of children just <laughs> rambling to me about Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. 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 So they go through phases. Um, my eight-year-old is just kidding, you know? Mm. So. Yeah. She's, she's preoccupied. There's a lot going on. Well, she did tell me her favorite YouTuber, Adley. I don't know if anybody knows who that is. Probably not. But her... There was an episode where her dad does a mining tour. Interesting. Yeah. A Bitcoin mining? A Bitcoin mining tour. And she comes up to me and she shows me the video and she's like, look. <laughs> and I was like, I got to figure out who this dude is. Because <laughs> this little YouTuber has like 3 million subscribers. And I'm like, the mining world is so small. Yeah. Her dad's probably on Telegram. Her dad is for I can probably connect Adley and my daughter. That would be insane. You could do a meetup. Exactly. <laughs> I, I told her, I was like, maybe I can figure out who Adley's dad is mm -hmm. because it's so small. So, yeah. So, yeah, they're all kind of involved in it. Nice. Yeah. In well, their own well. way. And uh, I'm sure that's really awesome when you do get to spend the time with them and have them be involved. And Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They're all, they all love it. So.
It's fun. Huh. I feel like I don't even know what time it is at this point. It's a mining time. <laughs> time to check the it's time to check the slush pool. The slush pool. <laughs> just yeah. Time to check the block height. All of it. Yes. It's time to check Bitcoin. What are we at right now? Probably something where people are like, it's gonna crash. It's gonna crash, bro. Trust me. I think it's kind of like um, a girl. It like tricks you and teases you. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the worst. Is Bitcoin like dating? No, Bitcoin has more enjoyment. <laughs> I feel like from what my friends tell me, social media dating sounds horrible. I've never social. I'm newly single, so this is gonna. This is very interesting. So social media Don't... dating. Just don't do it. I'm not going to. I just feel like I go to enough of these conferences. Yeah, exactly. I'll be fine. Yeah, you meet plenty of people, and it's the best way is to meet people in person. There's no point, and I'm not even there yet at all, but I'm just thinking, like, they're really apps. Like, why? I wish I knew. Even if I, I told you I've never had a dating app, ever. You're lucky. I mean, <laughs> I had to do dating apps. And, yeah, those are terrible. Absolutely yeah. terrible. But my my theory is so is dating. And it's kind of just like it's social so media. So it makes the worst of it. Shit coins. Shit coins are like social media dating apps. <laughs> and Bitcoin is like uh, like falling in love at first sight with someone. Uh -huh. You know, it's very it's special. Proof of work. It's proof of work. It's proof of work. Exactly. Wow. Well, Jill, it's been a great time talking yeah, with you today. It's been yeah. so fun. <laughs> I feel like I was supposed to ask you about how you got into the industry, and I feel like we did cover it, but it was also just great to yeah talk with you about a whole a whole lot of subjects and yeah. Um, just really happy that we got to have this time and. You know, we should also uh, give a shout out to Digital uh, Wildcatters. We are here yes. for Empower. Cheers to that. Oh, empty, but we're here for Empower. Yeah, we're here for Empower. Um, so we're really looking forward to that. And yeah, excited. This is a great way to start uh, the week. And really yes. looking forward to the conference. Wishing you luck. Um, Wishing you luck too. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and yeah. Hope we get to do this sometime soon. Yes, it'll be great.